On June 19, 1865, enslaved African Americans in Texas were told that they were free. Now, 155 years later, people in cities and towns across the U.S. continue to mark the occasion with celebrations. Juneteenth, or June 19th, is an annual holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States and has been celebrated by African Americans since the late 1800s. Although today's episode is not specifically about Juneteenth, we wanted to bring awareness to this date, to this celebration, and say that we stand with our Black brothers and sisters and want to lift, amplify, and continue to celebrate your voices today and every day. Welcome back everyone to Drunk Dietitians. I am so excited to share our next guest with you today or our guest with you today. We had Miss Vanessa Rosetto on who is a dietitian with, I don't even know where to start with how to describe her. I mean, she really does everything. Um, she is the NYU dietetic internship director in addition to a co-owner of a private practice. She has her own private practice in Hoboken, New Jersey. She is a mom. She is a new dog mom. She was recognized by Essence Magazine as one of the five black female nutritionists who will change the way you think about food. She also works in the hospital per diem. I mean, she really does it all. And she shared just so much insight into all of that with us in this episode with so much laughter that it's just, it was so enjoyable. Like everything about it was just so awesome. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. And I feel like even though like all of us like specialize in a different place within nutrition, the biggest takeaway or the biggest question that like I can't stop thinking about is like what my life would look like now if she would have been my internship director, like how it would have been so much more positive. And like, <laughs> she's, she's just, awesome and um how she really lifts up motivates and inspires these future like rds or these rds to be and how she's continuously like diversifying the field of dietetics and changing that stat about dietitians and she's bringing not only people of color into the space but bringing some men into the space men. <laughs> yes. um, yeah which i'm super excited because you know i actually did have a male intern this this past year and he was he was one of my favorite interns I've ever had. So, um, David, if you're listening to this now, I have to send it Aww. and now I have to send it to him. Um, <laughs> he's going to be pumped. Um, but it's just awesome to see a woman with that much authority in the field of dietetics, like using her powers for good and, and changing it and changing, changing and our field. Not only is she diversifying the people in the field, but the curriculum too. Like some of the things that she was sharing with us today. I mean, if I had exposure to that in my dietetic internship, I may have found myself in entrepreneur mode before 15 years passed by of me being a dietitian or whatever it was, 10, I think before I became like on my own. And I mean, she's giving experiences to her students and bringing in even lessons on intuitive eating. Like that didn't exist when we were in internship, which Sam's very excited about. I'm so excited. <laughs> like uh, so exciting. Just really giving people opportunities, which I think is so great. And this conversation is a must listen for any RDs to be out there, any dietitians, but also anyone. I mean, there's just so much information that was shared and you know, a lot of passion shared too, which is always so inspiring to listen to. I even think, I mean, I think like we always say, I really do think people take away stuff from every episode, regardless of profession, but even just being in healthcare, I feel like we really honed in on like how as healthcare professionals, we can do better and be, and be different and make actual change. Um, especially with everything going on right now and really wanting to lean in, listen, learn and amplify um, regarding the Black Lives Matter movement. So this, this episode is awesome. We went all so, over the place. Today. Yes. So yeah, enjoy it because it's, it's really, really great. Yeah. Well, without further ado, enjoy. 
Welcome back to Drunk Dietitians, everyone. I know you can't see me, but I'm smiling so big because <laughs> Vanessa, although we've only met once, we're we're soulmates. Like, we're RG soulmates. Like we've known each other forever, and it's funny. And I want to actually share the first time we met because Vanessa and I met. It was probably like six or seven months ago at this point, in a fall winter fashion show where our mutual friend was highlighting fall fashion on real bodies, which I thought was really up both of our alley. Yeah. And the first thing she said to me was, I'm so excited you're here. My other dietitian friend is here and you two need to meet. And then I heard this girl talking about like intermittent fasting or something and like how much she hated it in front of me. I was like, you must be Vanessa. Love it. <laughs> um, and we bonded over that. And it, although I feel like we have like known each other forever. That was really the only time. Yes. But remember it was that woman and she was like, I, I only eat when the moon is waxing and waning. <laughs> They're like, oh, shut up. <laughs> You're so annoying. I was trying on a pair of pants that I was like, this doesn't work for me. Right? Yeah. Like we were all in one dressing room talking about, oh, it was so yeah. good. She was um, like, it was so amazing. But honest to God, I wanted to do like my own version of a bio for you, but I'm going to read yours because it's so freaking incredible. Like oh, you're so where nice. you work and all you do. So I'm not going to fuck it up. There we go. First F bomb of the episode. Do it. All right. Um, and We're instead, um, a little more about Miss Vanessa Rosetto, who is a registered dietitian with over nine years of experience in clinical and private practice, combined with a wealth of experience in sales, marketing, and media professional skills developed at New York University and Mount Sinai Hospital, specializing in bariatric surgery, parenteral and enteral nutrition. I haven't said those words in so long. Same. I'm like, what is that? Like, wait, girl, girl, like snooze, snooze, <laughs> snooze, snooze, boring. Tube and IV feeding for all yeah. of our listeners. Um, infectious disease and adult weight management levels one and two. Vanessa built strategy to grow startup nutrition consulting app Rise that was then sold to a major medical tech company called One Medical and has been recognized by Essence Magazine as one of the five black female nutritionists who will change the way you think about food. But on top of that, she's a mama of two of new dog mom, and she is the dietetic internship director for NYU and co-owner of Kalina Health, not the yogurt company, yeah. <laughs> a <laughs> nutrition company that we will share more about. And we're so honored to share this time with you. So thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. <laughs> that was yeah. great. Hey, well, you wrote it. It was Thanks. amazing. I'm like, I can't do this justice. So. Thanks. Thanks. I don't think I wrote it though. I think some, I said like somebody else did. I'm but, but I'm down. I'm down. I gave all the pieces. <laughs> You're like, I approve. Yeah, I approve. I approve. So, so before we jump into anything, you know, more, we want to hear all about you and your story, but we always like to start off with like a little bit of a rapid fire. So, um, first thing that comes to mind, you let us know. Okay. So, coffee or tea? Coffee. Wine or beer? Neither. Gives me like palpitations and headaches. I can't. I'm too okay. old. I'm way older than you guys. I'm not true. <laughs> not me at least. So no wine or beer. So any form of liquor that we like, or you're like, absolutely no alcohol. Don't want it. Hate like, it. I used okay. to love a Sauvignon Blanc like so much, but like literally it impairs my sleep. So I haven't done it. Yeah. But I miss it. I love it. I love it. And you yeah, all enjoy it. But, but... but you listen to your body. That's yeah, a good thing. That's the thing. <laughs> that's got to be hard living in Hoboken and not drinking like wine. It, it's so funny because it never really bothers me. Like people are drinking and that's fine. My husband, maybe he has, and you know, like sometimes I'll have a sip or something because I'm like, oh, I miss this taste, but I know I won't sleep for a week and that is not going to work for me. Yep. Not worth it. <laughs> like, not sorry. Worth it. Bye. Yeah. I got, I know I went to the doctor. I was like, I think there's something wrong with me. When I drink, I can't sleep. She's like, yes, it's called getting older. I was like, oh, Punch me in the face with that one. <laughs> that happens to me with red wine, but not with rosé, which thank yeah. God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was just thinking, I was like, I had two glasses of rosé last night and I like woke up at midnight and like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right. need to do some reflecting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cooking or baking? Cooking. Netflix and chill or a night out on the town? Netflix and chill. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, if, or before I get to the last one, this is a big one with me and Jenna. Do you like crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Smooth. Really? I thought yeah. we were meant to be. 
are these yeah. sociopaths that want crunchy peanut oh butter? I literally Thank just had you. like two tablespoons of it right before mm. we had No, no, no. I mean, peanut butter is my favorite sauce, but it needs to be smooth. Oh, yeah. no. Totally agree with you. Maybe yeah. I'll um, distract for us. Last thing here. <laughs> last thing here. If you can have one thing in limitless quantities, but it can't be money for the rest of your life, what would it be and why? Doritos. Love it. I love how all, a lot of our dietitian guests say food. Some of our like therapists will be like, love. <laughs> but, like dietitians are like, no food. Like, can I eat, can I eat Doritos every day? But what flavor? Yes. Original. Yeah. No cool ranch. Oh. I was going to say cool mm-hmm. ranch only, but all right. No. Jenna, Jenna, you and I are going to have to do some real deep soul searching right now. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm telling you, I just want an, I just want a fake orange Dorito that I can eat and like salivating and not get, (laughs) and like not get cancer. Like, I don't care. It's not about weight gain or whatever. It's like not die from the chemicals that are obviously in it. This is why I don't eat it. Like moderation though, right? You can still have it. No, no. But Sammy. No, Sammy, I will eat 70 bags. Like if you sat me up. In front of a television with a big bag of Doritos and a Dateline, perfect. Dateline, <laughs> heaven. This sounds am- amazing. It's amazing. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I literally just don't eat them because, you know, they're fake. <laughs> <laughs> they are so good though. It's yeah. so fun. So I fun. have all of your social media up right now, but oh my before God, we so dive good. deep into all things that part of you. Tell us about you. What did we miss? Um, nothing. You know, I have two kids, Kate and Rocco. Kate is so good. She's a good, obedient girl. And Rocco is a maniac, (laughs) but he is a sweet boy. Um, I have a great husband. Um, I, you know, I'm really like, mind my business, relax, you know, (laughs) like go to work, deal with students, see patients, get out, do fun podcasts with friends and and (laughs) write fun articles and read books. I'm reading this book, No Exit. I swear to God, I am like, I'm afraid. Like, like my husband will come into the room at night and I'm like, jump. I'm like, oh my God. Wait, really? Who's it by? I need to Uh, read this. Taylor Adams. It's terrifying. Taylor Adams. (laughs) My book club. Yeah, it's good. (laughs) It's good. Um, But yeah, like I just, I'm just really into... I try to be like as real as possible with people. I don't, I don't really sugarcoat very much. My mother didn't give me a lot of free hugs. So I was like, <laughs> here I am. Um, but I, I find that the more relatable, like the more real I am with people, like the better they do, right? Don't you feel like when people come to you and you're just like, look, that keto shit you were doing, that's not gonna work. <laughs> that's what we talked about that day. Yeah, that intermittent, <laughs> that starving yourself, that starving yourself all day and then eating 4,000 calories at night, that's not working for you. Let mm-hmm. me help you <laughs> be, just eat a varied diet, eat, eat timed meals. You're going to be all right. And they're like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, I, I ate, I ate timed intervals and I lost five pounds in a week. I'm like, look at that. <laughs> and I didn't feel like I was starving. I was like, it's magic. You know what I mean? Like there's nothing sexy about this or rocket science-ish. It's just like hand-holding. You do a lot of cooking though too. Like a lot of your posts, I mean, obviously we have the same photographer. Yes, she's um, amazing. Your pictures of cooking though look so much better always because you're an actual <laughs> chef. Um, but so, I mean, is that part of what you do in practice? No. you partner with um, companies, write recipes, No, I just, you know, I have two kids and I want them not to eat crap all the time. So (laughs) even though like my son was just like, like, you'd be like, please eat these two carrots. He's like, I can't. (laughs) You're like, you're like, no, seriously, that's two carrots. Like (laughs) two carrots, please just eat them. Why are you forcing me? We're like, because you have to eat some vegetable every day. Like, what is your problem? Like you're poisoning him, right? Yes. And, and then, but he acts like we're shoving the vegetable down his throat. I'm like, whoa, I, I feel like nervous about it. So I just kind of like leave it because I don't want him to be like deeply destroyed and psychologically. So, but I just, I cook this food because people in this house need to eat. So, you know, we cook the food, but now in quarantine, I'm like angry. I'm like, I'm not making another thing. Like yeah. yesterday I started with turkey burgers and I walked away and my husband's like, so are these going to cook themselves? I'm like, maybe I'm done with this. <laughs> I mean, Hoboken's going to be the last 
city in New Jersey to reopen. So yeah. like it's horrible. Cause like it's breakfast, lunch, and dinner, even though, you know, I would bring my lunch to work or whatever. It's just the act of like going nowhere and making yeah. the same foods. Right. It's like ways on you. Environment. Yeah. yeah. I'm and like the dishes. The dishes, the dishes. I'm like, why is my PSCNG bill $200? Oh, because no, everyone is here. Everybody <laughs> I'm also, as I'm stalking you too, which I have to bring up because it's one of my favorite shows, but can you tell me about your Netflix um, experience with Tasty from Orange is the New Black? She is, first of all, so nice. Like so literally nice. one of my favorite shows. However, I fell off in the middle because it got weird. And then the last season, like I cried every episode. She she's amazing. Also, I like I remember I was like peeing in her bathroom and I was like, wow, this is a really, really nice bathroom. I'm peeing in Tasty's bathroom. Like, whoa. Um, and I got this random call. Yeah, I mean, I got this, it's very nice bathroom. It has like really nice, you know, I look I paid attention to a lot of detail. So um it it was really nice. But uh they just called me and they're like, Hey, can you come and be on this show? It's about um, you know, a little bit pregnant. So just giving her some um, information about being pregnant. I was like, great, cool. That's easy. But it's so funny how little people know. Like she was like, wait, can I have cheese? I'm like, girl in America, it is law to pasteurize the cheese. So unless you go to some specialty, weird underground rogue place, your cheese is pasteurized. She was like, oh, (laughs) she's like, can I have sushi? I'm like, well, I mean, that's an easy place for foodborne illness to exist, but like, there's nothing, there's no rule. Like, you're not going to die or harm your fetus because you had sushi. She's like, I'm out. This is amazing. <laughs> She's like, who are you? You just changed my life. She's like, can I have chocolate? I'm like, every damn day. Eat <laughs> your baby needs it. So she was, it was fun. Medium, right? <laughs> exactly. Helps you sleep, relax. She was great. We had a really fun time. And it's like always fun when people call you to do those kinds of fun things. Oh my God. Like, I- so if anybody listening would like to call me to do a fun thing, I'm <laughs> Yes. Happy for a cameo. Oh, call my friends, guys. Call my people. What's going on? These two are hilarious. No, this is like, that's so awesome, though. Let me tell you. I found Sammy, like, a while ago. She It was like, fuck Diet Culture Friday or some shit. And I was like, this, I, who is this girl? I love her so much. Follow. And then I just started like... Sending to all my RD friends. I'm like, do you know this girl? This girl is hilarious. We've been bonded over that. Thank that you. day. Like, well, I think it could have been like even the week that you posted the um um my favorite one. Now the keto guido one. That was my favorite one of all. Time. You always talk about that <laughs> yes, one. Yes. One you've ever done. It was amazing. I was like, oh my God, this girl needs her own damn show. What is going on in the world? Just let me know. Just put me in touch with those people. I will go on any show you want me to. We, gotta, we have to make it happen. I mean, honestly, oh. people, there's so many of us out here that nobody knows. Like, we are damn funny and we're not eating wheatgrass. Like, we're not. We're I eating food. A I literally just ate a waffle oh, with man. peanut butter and chocolate on top of I mean, it. <laughs> sounds like a perfect meal. Very satiating, it was for so sure. Good. Yeah. Oh, but anyways, um, to bring it back, like let's get back to you. Talk to us about how you manage all that you do. So full-time dietetic internship director at NYU. Yes. Part-time dietitian, full-time dietitian. No, full-time dietitian. That's like, <laughs> full-time. It's like, who needs to sleep? You'll sleep when you die. I, um, well, I do have, I'm working with Tamar for, with Kalina. So that's like amazing. And we have, um, some interns that help us really great. I have somebody, um, her Instagram handle is Amanda Gee. She's really great and she helps us. So that's awesome. And, I have a nanny who's really amazing. Like she's more important to me probably than my husband. Uh, so like, her needs are first, always. like always. And then you know I and then I support the students. But also at, at NYU, I work with a girl, Charlotte. She's like my work wife. She's a graduate advisor, and so we really work well in tandem. So I think because I have a lot of supportive people in my circle, it doesn't make it so. Um, taxing. Oh, also, I have Tiffany, who basically like runs my life. I need a Tiffany. Right? Sure. Hi, Who's Tiffany. You're listening. Oh my God, Tiffany. First of all, you need a Tiffany, Sammy. Tiffany, when you are depressed, you call Tiffany. She give you a boost. Okay. She's 
Like you're doing it. You're doing it. You're going to be, you're going to be somebody. You're going to be okay. It's all right. She pushes you. She helps me with my social. She dresses me. She helps me with all my photo shoots. She is like a wealth of knowledge and a burst of sunshine. And I love her. And she's always wearing sequins. Always. (laughs) What what is her job title? Like, is she your... She's a stylist. Okay. Okay. Got it. I need a Tiffany. You need a Tiffany. I need need a Tiffany. Tiffany. She's I posted on her thing the other day, like, as soon as I get a house, I'm going to hire you. Like, I need that first, though, because there's no saving this one. <laughs> like, She's great. She is so, I love her so much. I know the other day I bought a new bed. My husband doesn't know it. And I'm like, Tiff, I bought a new bed. She's like, great, because you have this really nice apartment and we need to spruce up your bedroom space because you have the Peloton. I was like, yes. So you're going to come and do it. it. Yeah. I did. Is this one okay? She's like, it's okay. Like, yeah. It's like, I follow her. So yeah. So because I have all these great people who support me and I can lean on, my job is easy. And I have really great students that are like really wonderful, really amazing, really dialed in, really want to make change. I'm really impressed by them. They are all really inspiring. And I think we're doing a really good job making sure we have a lot of different people that are in the program upcoming and I'm really proud of that. So I think, I think we'll, we'll definitely see change as things go on. Let's keep going there. Yeah. (laughs) That's a good one. So the statistic that we pulled is that, and somebody shared this off of the AND, which is the Oh my God, why can't I even think of that? Academy of Nutrition, Nutrition and Dietetics. Sorry. Don't really do much with the a and I mean, because I mean, they don't do anything for us, so why do we need to know them? But that- I, I did not um, follow through on my – actually, my, my, my thing to renew is right here, and it's clearly not been open. Just use yeah. notes. Anyways, the statistics show that as of June 1st, 2020, there are – so 93.9% of dietitians are female. So let's start there. So there's yeah. no diversity in our field from yeah. that perspective. Yeah. Um, but 81.1% of dietitians are white. 2.6% of dietitians are black or African-American. Like that statistic is, is not okay. No. So in your work in the dietetic internships, like talk to us about the curriculum or what your program specializes in and really how you kind of work to, or if you work to change that. Yeah. So we're a clinically driven, (laughs) yeah, we're a clinically driven program. So everything is clinically based. Like everybody goes to the hospital. They don't spend a lot of time in community, which is whatever. But now that there's the future education model, right? They're saying that you have to have your master's in order to sit for the RD exam, which is like the biggest load of shit I ever heard in my life. It's completely absurd. Then they have the nerve to put out this post to be like, tell or a survey, tell us what we could do to, to be more diverse. And I was like, well, you, you basically put up a barrier for people, black, white, or whatever, to become dietitians. Right. Like, because if I am someone of color who excels in sciences and does not have a lot of money, why would I go be a dietitian when I could go be a PA or a nurse or a doctor? What is the, what is the incentive to go do that? There is nothing. And that's really sad. Like they, they really missed the mark. I don't know. These people in Chicago, when I see them, I'm like, who are you? you? <laughs> yeah, like, were you actually a dietitian? Yes. Like, do you know what you're doing? Yes. Yes. Like how, like, why do we look to you to, to learn. I'm confused. Like it's, and I also see that anytime I speak to anybody who's just like the generation above us, they're not playing with the full tech. They don't get it. They don't understand. They do the same things over and over again. It's like when I go to the ICU, I, I do per diem at a hospital and I go into the ICU and I tell the doctor what to do because I'm the dietitian and you don't know how to write a TPN order. I do. And all the dietitians who were like a generation older are like, I can't believe you say that. I'm like, no, what are you doing here? Yeah. Hey, we, that's, we were, that was my experience too. in clinical, 100%. <laughs> yeah. They were like, I would write a tube feed order and then the doctor would cross it out. And then the dietitians would be like, and I was like, what? No. So like, I didn't get that experience from someone like you that was like so well-spoken in clinical. And that really, I don't know if I always say I wasn't into clinical, but it was probably because of who it's I was chatting under. Yeah. And, and also I think that there's all these dietitians, like old school, like you have to be in a hospital to learn anything. And I'm like, okay, everybody, you know, take it easy. 
relax because like I'm not learning from you. Thank you. But you have to be in a teaching place. So like Sinai was a teaching hospital and I learned a lot from a lot of dietitians and a lot of physicians. They wanted to work with us and utilize us. And that was a really great experience. So I want to impart that on my students. I, I just feel like the academy isn't doing enough and that's really depressing. I also feel that like we don't, we don't recruit properly. Like every time, 100%. right. Every time I'm sitting, I'm looking at these girls eating Tic Tacs for lunch. And I'm like, this is not going to work. <laughs> nobody can be, nobody can relate to you. The guy in the projects who has diabetes and his mother has diabetes and the father and they're 300 pounds and they're on snap assistance does not relate to somebody who grew up on the Upper East side and charges $10,000 for a package of, you know, nutrition sessions. So people, there has to be more people, more males, more people that look like me so that we can break through the barriers of this situation. Like the other day, a, a big brand reached out to me and they're like, we want to give, you know, partner with you so that we can give you um, like an affiliate code. I was like, I don't want your affiliate code. You need more people on your platform that look like me so that people, you can be accessible to people. And we're starting a practice clinic at NYU. I was like, you need to give me free product because we're going to be serving the New York City community at large so that I can give people who would never know your product because it's expensive they can actually be like, oh, I can get this product. I, I have coupons, I get it for free, like whatever it is. And they were like, huh. Like, like it was like, Poo! No, You better charge for that advice next time, they, okay? They, <laughs> yeah, they, they, couldn't, they couldn't believe that I didn't want an affiliate code. I was like, what? I don't give a shit about your $5 you're gonna give me everybody, every time somebody writes Vanessa in the promo. I don't give a fuck. What's wrong with you? Love it. If you, ever, if you ever want to like plug Fuck Diet Culture Friday or Drunk Dietitians <laughs> into your students' <laughs> curriculum, I, I know do. it's really, um, but, but really on brand for yes. <laughs> You're on brand for me, Sammy. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's do it. But I think that like, and, and again, I'm, that's total shameless plug, like joke, but no, I love really, it. I, I do agree with you that I mean, Jenna and I, like we have always stated our privilege, like we are thin white women, like we do not understand, um, you know, whether it's someone in a larger body, like the fat shaming or the oppression that they've been through or whatever it may be. But I think making nutrition like realistic and like funny, like we talked about and relatable, like, because like you said, there's dietitians traditionally, it's stuffy, it's boring, it's barking education down people's throats that they don't want. And um, so I couldn't agree more. People don't want to hear, like the other day, a client of mine, I was like, they said, oh, we're going to eat these turkey slices. I was like, you can have six of them. Yeah. But I was like, but actually you don't need to eat any of that shit. Cause there is a direct link to colon cancer. And they were like, what? I was like, yeah, let me get you the study. They were like, damn. So then they posted like, and on the seventh day, Vanessa Rosetta RD said no nitrates. Like, I read my, that. I was dying as my husband's eating turkey like oh, yeah. four days in a row this week because he's like, we have so much turkey in this fridge. Why aren't you eating it? I was like, I'm not in the mood. Like, I, I, I want to keep my colon like rolling. It's okay. Yeah, my, my kid is like, can I have hot dogs? I'm like, mm. but like, you just have to be more realistic about it. You have to like stop trying to get everybody to look a certain way, like you're saying, Sammy, or like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I also think it's so funny, like these influencers with their, and you're like, how the hell did you get a blue check? You are, this recipe is gross and you don't know what the fuck you're talking about and you have no education whatsoever, but everybody's following your ass. Okay. Like, okay, well, fine. We can give it to you in a way that's digestible and easy and we're relatable and it's fun. And like, like I follow you guys all the time. I think you guys are so much fun. And I think all the information you put out there is so informative. Like, why aren't people aligning themselves with that? Why? I always tell people that I, when I do my sales pitch, which is like not a sales pitch, I'm like, I'm selling you no promises. And I'm telling you that I promise you nothing. And this is a lifelong journey. And it's not really going to be fun. And it's so much harder than dieting. Please join yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. 
but but I would join that because because what what else do you tell her? You're like on her seltzer. It's amazing because aren't because aren't you also saying? But I'm working with you. Like right, you're not gonna, I'm not going to leave you in the street. So yeah, like, and I'm and I, I always say like you're the expert of your body. I'm working for you because I think most dietitians and I and we're gen, we're generalizing. We like dietitians. Everyone like any dietitians <laughs> looking at us like yeah, yeah. we 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 want to lift we up love our you. field. Yeah, we yeah. love you, but it's like you know, traditionally it's biased healthcare. It's pushing yes. your biases and your judgments on people. And yes. so it's scary to know, like the other day I had to tell someone who I think is very smart. And I was like, you, she put, put a post about BMI and the stuff about it was correct. Right. It like started in the 1600s so that we could measure like rich European white men, et cetera, et cetera. And then she said, you know, it doesn't take into consideration things like race and ethnicity. And I was like, okay, race is not real. We made it up. It's not like biological. And she was like, oh, and I was like, oh God, this is so hard. Cause this is, this is the, why we have health disparities, right? This is why people have all these biases because they don't realize, like if I took a thousand white people and lined them up and tested their genes, they would have a thousand different variations. There's no one specific gene to you. So get like African-Americans have a propensity to obesity it's not because they're African-American, it's because they don't have access. Maybe because they're immigrants and they have a language barrier. Maybe it's because, you know, they don't feel that anyone is hearing them. There was a statistic that I read from a paper that said, black women actually have, are diagnosed less with breast cancer, but they have a higher mortality because they don't complete treatment, because they don't feel like anyone is listening to them. They don't feel respected. They don't feel like their diagnosis is made clear. And those are the things that we should all feel shameful about all of us in healthcare because I have definitely had patients, not because they're white or black, but just because I'm like, these patients, I see them, they're not going to do it, right? Because you're like, they're not listening. And we have to check our implicit bias like at the door and say like, I'm here to help someone. And that's what it is. Like, it doesn't matter what color you are. We have to hear what, what it is about you, what you're looking for. Not everybody has high health literacy, but maybe they do have a big willingness to change. And that's what we should be looking for. That's what we're trained to do. So why aren't we doing those things? Your recent post. So for on her Kalina health page, and we'll give all of these links towards the end and share them, of course, but in Vanessa and her colleague Tamar's post, it was racism, not race causes health disparities. And in there, there's some really great linked articles. If you guys click through them. Um, and I highlighted one sentence in specifics where it says, it's a system that tells us that even though black people are the largest consumers of health, wellness, and beauty, a projected $2.51 billion in 2020, we continue to have very few healthcare professionals and wellness influencers who look like us and can empathize with our experience. And I think that's been what you've said thus far in this episode that is just it rains so true because, and where you're saying like the count is less because maybe they don't even share symptoms until later on. Um, and that needs to change. I know, but it's just that it really just needs to change with like ourselves inside, right? Like you own a company, like you need to realize that you need to have diversity of, of people that are on your platform. And that in and of itself is going to say like, okay, like we are inclusive. That means that everybody can buy this brand. This brand is for everybody. This we're targeting everybody. Don't just like sweep people under the rug, even though those are your largest consumers, right? Like, is their money not good? It's good. So what's going on here? It's, it, you know, it's just like for too long. Also, people haven't been open about the situation of racism in this country like we we are like afraid to offend people and so we become uncomfortable we we swallow things and are uncomfortable so that other people aren't but this is why we're in this situation so like the more we talk about it the more open we are the more we just have honest conversations i think the better we can do yeah absolutely that's that you kind of remind me exactly we were listening this morning, Jenna and I to Monique Melton and her, like her one thing was like for white people specifically, like own your honesty. And like, it's, it's, we don't necessarily need to be like leading an anti-racism movement because we don't understand what it's like to be a black woman in this country, but we can take on the responsibility of 
trying to crush like white supremacy and yeah. speak out and like you said hire people of color and have these conversations and call people out and and be inclusive and so yeah and not be and, afraid and, to call people out because just because i call you out doesn't mean i'm not i'm not saying i'm never talking to you again i'm not saying yeah. that you're some crazy racist i'm not saying anything i'm just saying like you need to see do better what you just said and do better do better learn yeah yeah that's I love it. you. <laughs> I love you. I love listening to you talk too. I love Wait, I also wanna, everything. <laughs> I also want to tell you guys that I, I let four men into the dietetic internship. Four. Well, yeah, that was going to be my next question. It's like, <laughs> so you're the director, right? Yes. And so like, yeah, like what, how do you, so obviously four men you let in, but like, how do you, like, who do you look for to diversify? How do you diversify the field? Like, how do you directly impact that? Yes. Okay. And also, by the way, you two are definitely going to teach a course, a class for my clinical practice dietetics. You are. Yeah. So we'll talk about that offline. So um, you know, everything is via Zoom. Okay. So <laughs> yes. I am looking for people when they apply, like, don't give me like your Oscar winning performance. Cause like we all on this Oscar winning performance, I need to know who you are. Why are you trying to be in this program? I also really hate when I'm interviewing someone and I have to coach them. Like, don't tell me you went to Cuba and, you know, made tube feeds on your own and poured them into the stomach. And then like, that's on your resume, but that's nowhere in your personal statement. Or I'm like, guys, what's wrong with you? Don't be like, oh, I worked at SoulCycle. I don't give a shit. I want to know about Cuba. <laughs> Wait, when is the master's part connecting to this field? Is it this Girl, from all the messages. Oh, never. <laughs> they, they need to take a, take a different direction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, when they put their statement out for their stance on Black Lives Matter. I oh mean, my God. if you read the comments it on that. The comments just go amazing. ape shit. It went like, crazy. The the best one was like, "How are you going to give immeasurable, um, immeasurable goals to a bunch of type A's? Shame on you!" It was amazing. <laughs> it was like, whoever wrote that was like, "You're an idiot." Stop. <laughs> yeah, they need to really, they need to like step it up. They need to elevate our profession. I know. What but I think it comes back to like you said, like there's not a lot of diversity from what, and again, I'm saying this, like, I don't even know who sits no, on A&D. If isn't. anyone, if anyone, yeah, I was gonna say, is there a black woman, male no, person no. of color, like any, yeah. So like, like that needs to change first because their experience, like you were saying with your, your um, guy from Guana, right? Like we need people with different experiences. We can't just have a bunch of white privileged people sitting at the top. Right. Um, especially if they're not opening to leaning in, listening, learning, and amplifying other people. Like they, al they also need younger people. I know. Like, like I'm not knocking them. Like, listen, you have been doing I'm this. Pull up their names right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you've been doing this and you know, and like, whatever, that's fine. I'm not saying you have to like leave. I'm just saying you need to filter in some more like newer dietitians that can give you a more fresh perspective. Like when was the last time these people saw a patient? Nope. They don't know what it is to hustle, to work. They or don't to know. record a podcast. Like, right. They don't know what a podcast to... is. They never heard one. Like, I mean, it's fancy as any indication too. Like there's just so much about our field that needs to change. Horrible. I've never been to fancy. I'm not an A&D member. Like I don't even know what CDR stands for. I you're literally, amazing. I'm the worst dietitian you'll ever meet. Like, you're amazing. I, but that's where like, but that's where I think it like, I go back to like realistic, like I just want to relate to people and I just want to help people like, yeah. And, I, but I, I can imagine how much it, our, our field needs to change. It's going to change. There's people like you, Vanessa in it. And like, as it continues to change, I can imagine how many better dietitians we can bring into this field or new perspectives or how it'll grow and change. But at the same time, I've been challenged by mentors like you need to be a part of A and D because we need people like you to speak up, and so that's yes. also partly on me. Of like Please don't give them your money more. though. No, no, no. <laughs> so like well, here's what I'm going to say. First of all, we are going to go to Fancy in 2021 because it's in it's New Orleans. It's more fun, right? It's yeah, in okay. it's in New Orleans, yeah. so we're going. I'm in. Yeah, duh. Can we get a hotel room, like a suite. Yes, I think okay. I think we're going to get. I've decided we're going to get um an Airbnb in the French Quarter. Let's be talking about. I'm that. in. Okay. We're, that's I'm not going to get sick this year. Last year at Fancy, we didn't see each other. Oh yeah, because you got sick. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. Tough. Tough. I get it. I get it. 
So we're going to stay right by the convention center and we're going to go. That's number one. You, Sammy, do need to be part of, even if it's not A and D, like try to like a DPG something because you, your voice needs to be heard. Like there are like nutrition entrepreneurs. There are people like us out there. And I think like the more of us that people see, like, you know, eventually these people got to retire. So we got to. Yeah. No, you're right. And I think it comes down to two. There's not a lot of intuitive eating health at every size, which is my niche. And so, but someone's got to do it because if we're not represented there, then no one takes it seriously. I mean, plenty take it seriously, but no one from the top. But I also think that you guys are really important because I've listened to you so much and I know like you're not on some bandwagon. You know, these people who are just like, yeah, like, oh, intuitive eating. It doesn't, and they don't even know what the fuck they're talking about. And I'm like, no, no, no. Now you're going to give everybody else a bad rap. So I always say, I'm like, I don't like to talk about intuitive eating because I don't know how to execute it properly. And I leave that to people who that's what they're good at, but there is a right way. And there are certain practitioners you need to seek out. If you're coming to me because you feel that you would be happier, 10 pounds lighter and whatever, and you want to work a certain thing, I can help you. And I feel like I, you know, I am like, you have 35 chances a week to eat well. Like it's not a big deal if you didn't have a perfect meal. Like these are the things that you should be seeing in your food, right? I talk to them in this really like open kind of way, but I, I think that everybody's just on this like, okay, eat whatever you want, like bandwagon. And it's like, that's not exactly what these people are saying. So you have to really shut up. And so I think <laughs> that there needs to be more people like you <laughs> telling them the truth. Somebody, I think Sam, you reposted it, but somebody posted something the other day that was like, anti-diet does not equal anti-vegetable because that's like such a huge, yes. that's right, what these people think. Right. Yes. And they think it's just like pizza and donuts all day right. long, which is fair if that's how you want to start your journey, but right. it doesn't end that way because of something called intuition or intuition. Right. Yeah. That, and that's what, that's what people say. Like, oh, well I did intuitive eating and I gained 30 pounds. I'm like, that's because you took what these people said and started eating ice cream every damn day. That's not what they said. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's definitely tricky because a lot of the people that come to us, they're trying to heal their relationship with food and they've been restricted, whether it was by a parent or a loved one or just self-restriction of diet culture for however many years. So we have to teach them how they have permission to all foods. But a lot of times in the beginning, if they're not doing it with a trained professional, then it just becomes this binging state and thinking like that's all they're allowed to eat. And they're their relationship with vegetables, they just correlate dieting. So then they want to be like the anti-vegetable. So it's very, very complex, 10 principle, 120 plus study. Like it, it is a complex, yeah. like evidence-based practice, but they need you. Yeah, they there's a lot you. of people not um, trained and just saying, yeah, eat whatever. And of who's saying it, it's thin white women that have a privileged body. And then people think, oh, if I eat whatever I want, I'm going to look like that. And then it just spirals. Hello. And you're going to teach the uh, intuitive eating class to my interns too. <laughs> I would love to. That's like, a, I love, love. They, doing little professor drop. Do in. you bring that into the internship? Yes, I. That's guys, amazing. When I tell you that I'm bringing you in, that's real. I'm not lying. Like <laughs> I'm, so I'm excited. Gonna, I'm that's so amazing. Send you the syllabus. I'm gonna be like, what date can you do it? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, tell me this. Like in your program right now, and the students that you have coming in, it's got to be starting pretty soon. If it's not yeah. already going, you yeah. know, where do most of these dietitians? I know you mentioned that it's a very clinical focused. Um, internship, but where do these dietitians want to go in the field? I feel like now it's like so spread out because options are so endless, but you don't see many people saying like, I want to work in a hospital, although it's so necessary. It's so funny because they all do want to work in the hospital, like for a little bit, right? Because it's just like where you can hone the skill and you get like really comfortable just talking to people. And then you could specialize in whatever you want, right? Mm-hmm. Like weight management, intuitive eating, whatever you is like, so eating disorders, whatever you think is so interesting, you can figure out later. But being in the hospital, it's just like fun to be with like a bunch of like young dietitians and you have like camaraderie. And I think that's like a nice place to start. But most of these people, like I had one girl, she was like, I made more money in my internship working with brands than I made it when I was in PR. <laughs> Like, this is amazing. So they're all like very like they're entrepreneurs. <laughs> they're like yeah. running their social media. They're do they already know that like they have a platform to do things. Whereas like 10 years ago when I did my internship, you know, Instagram did not exist. Yeah. Uh, so it didn't exist. I remember in when I had my daughter in 2012, that's when Instagram started. And I like took a picture of her and was like, okay, now it's on this 
Instagram. Like, what is it? Yeah. So, it, you know, you're like, what the hell is going on? So I think that now that they realize, like, they could, they could work with you guys, right? I could be like, hey, do you want to do a community with drunk dietitians and their podcasts and help them? They'd be like, hell yeah, which they can if you want. If you want a, a student intern, you let me know. We already have one, but we'll take another. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so just, just let me know. You just have to sign an affiliate agreement. Yeah. I'll, I'll send, Done. yeah, that's it. <laughs> right. But I think it's, I, I try to send them out to different areas like that so that they can see, like, you can go work in wellness. You could be a health coach. Health coaches are evidence-based. There's like a board. You could, you can do functional medicine. You could, whatever, right? Like there's so much. You can have a private practice and work in a hospital and teach at a school. Like you do. (laughs) Yes. You can basically, I feel like as a dietitian, you can do whatever the hell you want. You can approach people and be like, Hey, I think we can do this, this, and this and give them a curriculum. And they'd be like, all right, (laughs) sure. Why not? But they need to hear this message, right? That they can do it. Because I think a lot of times, like I know when I graduated, I was told like, you should go work at a hospital for X amount of years to gain experience, to then be able to do whatever you want. When it's like, no, what, find what you're passionate about. Like, where are you going to change the world and then go there? Yeah. Because for me, I worked in the hospital setting for five years because I wanted to. And the second, the day that I was like, I cannot write another goddamn note. Nope. I don't know. Nope, I don't want to see this guy again. My frequent flyers. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. And I left. And the only reason I do per diem now is only because I am the internship director. And I feel like just going to the hospital once or twice a month gives me like a pulse on what is happening in that clinical world. And I can talk about it with students. Otherwise it's kind of really repetitive and you get what you get out of it. And you're not going to, you're not going to grow. You're not going to all of a sudden become the head of all the dietitians because there's somebody that's already doing that. And there's somebody that's already in the SICU and the MICU. And there's somebody, already somebody that does PEDS. And there's already somebody that does, you know, transplant. Especially at the hospital that we worked or yes. that I used to work at that I know you're at. It's very yes. territorial. Yes. So like, <laughs> why do you need to be there? You don't need to be there. And you're actually like losing money. You could be making so much more money doing other things. And I, and you're right, Sammy, like the more people hear people like us saying like, just jump, just leap and do it and you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Then you'll be fine. Yeah. That's oh. really powerful. Yeah. You don't have to be scared. Like my fucking husband sells commercials. <laughs> I own two apartments in Hoboken. It's just fine. Like <laughs> I he, love has, it. he has zero training. Like he went to Fairfield. Like, I mean, if you went to Fairfield, like fine, I'm not saying anything, but I went to Fordham, which was a better Jesuit school. But like, anyway, like literally <laughs> like it's going to be okay. He does not have any advanced degrees. He is really smart. Like, I mean, he is, but like he sells commercials. So like you're trained, right? Like, you know, all this stuff, you can do so many different things. You just have to put yourself out there and not be afraid and also like stay in your lane. So just because Jenna and Sammy are doing a podcast, I don't feel any kind of way. I feel good because I could be, they're my friends. I could be on their podcast. I can send my students to them. They can come teach my class. Amen. (laughs) Right? The world goes on. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So just because you see someone doing something, they want to do what you're doing. So just make friends, learn from them. I love that. I love it. I also, I mean, I started in long-term care clinical and then retail. And it's one of the things that you had mentioned earlier on, like about our field in general is like, one of the things that as dietitians, I find we are not confident in is our skill set, And like, we need to own it more because I had mentioned on a podcast I was interviewed on once that was like, why do dietitians, when you go in for one session with them, want to tell you everything to do all at once? It's because we're so used to doing that to doctors, to other health professionals. In the, when I worked in the grocery store, I was like to the store manager, like just trying to assert myself as like someone that knows something. <laughs> like yeah. We're constantly doing that and trying to prove ourselves. And that's where we need to stop. I and, agree. Like, take a step back and just like own the education that we have. 100%. I love it. <laughs> it lights me up. <laughs> but it's true. It's like, how come, you know, like doctors walk around or nurses walk around. I mean, I know many nurses I've had to school. And be like, no, that's not right. <laughs> like, or that they don't know the mechanism of action of drugs. And I'm like, am I taking a crazy pill? Like, you're the nurse. You don't know this? And they're like, wow, you know so much. I'm like, right, because I have to know every single disease state. 
I have to know every single damn drug and how, right? You don't have that. You only have two patients today. I have 15. So we're just as good. We, st we stood beside them in Orgo and Biochem and all of those classes. So why do we think that we don't know as much as them? Mm. Yeah. We do. Okay. <laughs> you can't tell me. No, girl. No. <laughs> no, I tell people, I tell people their business all the time. I'm like, let me tell you something. I'm really, I'm a really good dietitian. Tell me whatever you want, but I'm a good dietitian. The end. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So for everyone listening as the director, like if you're speaking to future RDs or current RDs, and maybe that might change the, the answer, but like, what would be one, we call it our nutrition tipsy of the episode. Like the one tip that you want to give to anyone listening, and maybe they're not even a dietitian, just a general tip. Eat a varied diet. Stop restricting. Stop restricting. If you want to have a cookie tonight, eat the cookie. Look, I just took the charge away from the food. Now you won't feel like you need to eat 80 of them. Maybe you're just going <laughs> to eat three. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And for my RDs, just know that you are good enough. So you are, you have a seat at the table. When you go to those rounds and they're doing something you don't like about your patient, you go there armed and be like, these are the reasons why you need to do X, Y, and Z. They have you in the hospital for a reason. Doctors don't know the answer because they have other things in their brain. They can't have nutrition too. You must impart Boom. so much like empowerment into your students. I want to be one of your students. <laughs> I know. I was like thinking about like, what if you were my internship director? Like what would my life have looked like? It's crazy. It's so different. <laughs> my, my, uh, my internship doesn't exist anymore. They didn't oh, have right. the audit. So, <laughs> you know, am I even a dietitian? We don't know. You are. <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you don't know what CDR is. Have you been maintaining your credits? I'm, I'm kidding. I, 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 I now, once I think about it, I yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying, like, like Jenna said, the empowerment that you have, you're obviously born to do what you do, and this is your calling, and it's so evident. So. Thank you for saying that. I think that my job is to make sure that they feel that they learned something, that somebody was supporting them, mm. and that they made the right decision to be a dietitian. I love that. I love that. I only felt that way in food service now that I look back on oh, it. Oh, that's like, amazing. That was my only like piece of my internship where I felt like like supported and happy, but that's yeah. a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We, we should talk about that next time. Like yes. the <laughs> bad culture in internships. That's all I'm going to mm -hmm. say about that. Mm -hmm. some, I have some stories. Um, stories. <laughs> Vanessa, thank you so much for sharing every ounce of you with us thank today. Thank you. Tell everyone all the spaces that they can stalk you and find you. Cause I know there's quite a few. Right. Kalina health on Instagram um, and colinahealth.com, Vanessa Rosetto RD on Instagram, Vanessa Rosetto RD.com. Um, and here, I don't know. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you guys. Energy and your voice and just everything. We appreciate you so much. Oh, love you ladies. Thank love you. you. Guys, thank you so much for listening and being here with us. I am virtually cheersing all of you. We absolutely love sipping on a cocktail with you and sharing as many nutrition tipsies as possible during this episode. We know there are a ton of pods out there and we are so appreciative of your time that you spent listening to us today. Please be sure to check out the show notes for episode details and all of our guest information. We promise to keep bringing you the best and the most knowledgeable and fun guests we possibly can. Please be sure to subscribe, like, share, and post if you enjoyed our content today. And visit us on Instagram and Facebook at Drunk Dietitians to find out what is up next for us on the pod. We absolutely love you. We appreciate you and can't wait to spend more time cheersing with you soon. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.